this is the Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. I'm Kane Hall, and I'll be keeping you up to date with all the local sport with my trusted sidekick, me, Danny Shaw, as we preview the weekend sporting action every Friday from 7 till 8. You alright there, Danny? You got a bit of a cough, lad? Yeah, not so bad, mate. Just, yeah. a, just a little... Uh... Little tickle, just a little tickle. Hey, up everyone, it's the Kane Hall Sports Show on HBD Hospital Radio. Helen's already had some comments on the chat box. Hello, Danny, and then hello, Helen, and then hello, Kane. Nearly forgot. How, Helen, how could you do that? Hey. She's just replied again, only kidding. How could I forget my number one fan? Oh man, I, I thought because I was first one, I were going to be number one then. Gutted, best till last, Danny. Best <laughs> till last, as always, as it should be. Come on, you should know that by now, Danny. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Don't be like that. I'm not bitter or anything like that, but yeah. That's what that's what they say, but I, d- I never believe it. The Kane Hall Sports Show with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. It's not all balls, but we're going to start with them. <laughs> Bristol City beat Uddersfield Town last weekend, didn't they, Danny? 5-2, Huddersfield got... They got a scene, so... Uh, Leeds beat Middlesbrough at home 4-0 Macclesfield drew 1-0 with Bradford City Bradford City being away uh, Workington AFC and Brighouse Town was postponed Brighouse had already set off and got just over halfway and had to turn back when the game was called off there was no game for Halifax across Dover their opponents that they were scheduled to play against they were in the FA Cup on Sunday uh, Sedge were postponed against Bottlesford Town and Barnsley beat Hull 3-1 yeah and well done for, for predicting that they'd win I'm gutted that I didn't get, well, in, uh, I was get right. in on that yeah Helen's going to be backing me for that yeah absolutely I think that's why you're back at the uh, the favourite spot because I'm pretty sure to me for a little oh, while yeah so I should be as well <laughs> uh, on to the F1 uh, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix Hamilton won well very comfortably to be fair instead of I think he led the entire race all the he, way did around. Did he set off first? He set off first, he got oh, pole position, oh, right, led okay. every lap to end. Boring then, really? A, a little bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Verstappen came second and Leclerc came third. Bottas deserves a bit of a mention. He did start oh, at the right. back of the grid. Oh, okay. Um, even though he's got a superior car than everyone, it's still quite difficult to, to do what he did. He got himself up into fourth place uh, from the back. Uh, and a special... Special mention on top of a special mention. Okay. He didn't have DRS, which is the drag reduction system for okay. the first 18 laps. Mm. So it was how Formula One used to be. Uh, it's quite difficult to get past a car without such a system. It, it can be done, but it just makes it a bit more difficult. And he showed his class by by overtaking quite a few of the back markers without the, the help of the DRS. Right, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not quite in pressed with is it Bottas did you say who, start, who started in last yeah. pole position but because he had a better car he got to fourth uh, that will have aided him definitely because he it, but once he got to like the Ferrari and the uh, the, the Red Bull the McLarens as well it'll have been quite difficult for him to overtake because even though he start usually when he starts at the front he doesn't have to overtake these sort of cars the ones at the back like the Williams the racing points, although maybe not necessarily the racing points, but like the Williams would have been a breeze for him. The Alfa Romeo should have been quite easy for him. But once he got to the to the better cars, it was still. I feel like you could compare what he's done um, with us, Danny, 
So we're going to have a 100 metres race with Usain Bolt, and we'll both have 50 metre head start. Still probably going to lose. Yeah, we we are, but it's not quite that different <laughs> of Usain Bolt than... Well, it's 16 cars he has to overtake. Uh, it is, yeah. But they are, they're not as good, but they're still good. They're, you're talking, like, thousands of a second better than... Well, it's probably a bit more. Yeah, it's a bit ten, more. Ten, ten, tenths of seconds, if, but he's still got to get round the car. It's still not easy to overtake a car, even if you're, in a sense, lapping quicker. You've still got to overtake them on the track. Because a lot of these guys, especially like Lando Norris, has proven himself to be quite good at defending his track position. So Bottas has to beat them. So why don't why don't they make it actually entertaining? If if Lewis Hamilton is just going to start in pole position and finish first, it's boring. True. So why don't whoever gets the no, but why don't whoever gets the fastest practice lap time start last? Because then they'll. But then start. that would be more interesting, though, True, wouldn't but it? They'd start, and the better they'd cars go last. It. They'd start tanking it, though. Lewis Hamilton, oh, crashed out. Oh, I'm going to have to start up front. Oh, you can't F1's do it like just that. stupid, innit? Were there any crashes this week? Uh, I don't believe there were. I think there was. Um, there, were, there were certainly a practice. I think, uh, I think Ricardo blew his. Uh, blew his engine and spilled oil all over the track. Yeah, but was it a big crash? I don't think it was a big crash. Right, no. well, we'll just move on then. Pain <laughs> Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Oh, you've got more. I've still got more to go through oh. because there was there were some things to tie up as well. Right, like sixth place. It's not massive. It's not a huge deal, but it's quite interesting who ended up taking it. Oh yeah, sixth place. <laughs> there were two drivers for the to- uh, not the Toro Rosso. Sorry. Um, for the Red Bull team, Pierre Gasly started the first half of the season in it. He got himself way up. Alexander Albon took his seat and he got himself into sixth position. There's also Carlo, Carlos Sainz Jr., who was in the McLaren from the beginning of the season, and he's been in and around that sixth spot, which, considering the seasons that McLaren have had, for him to finish sixth is quite an achievement, really, for that team because they were way at the back when they had people like Fernando Alonso racing for him, who is an incredible racing driver. They just weren't earning points because they weren't good enough uh, as a constructor. So even the magic that Alonso could weave, it, it was still only picking up points here and there. So McLaren have brought themselves back into sort of like the top of the midfield because they did used to be, not so long ago, they did used to be one of, if not the top team. Uh, for instance, when uh, Lewis Hamilton won his first uh, first Drivers' Championship, it was with McLaren. And then for the few seasons afterwards, even with the Red Bull, they were constantly competing uh, with those sort of teams. So they've had some very bad seasons, and it seems that they are getting back up to where they were before. But Carlos Sainz brilliantly overtook the, the departing Nico Hulkenberg on the final lap to take 10th and the last point scoring position, which means before the race, Gasly and Sainz were level on points, but because Gasly finished second as as the highest finish as of him having it and Sainz was third, that meant Gasly would have taken it purely on the best position, if you will. But because Sainz got that final point, he overtakes Gasly to take sixth place. I mean, it's not an amazing story, but it, it was quite interesting. It was kind of like the only thing left to fight for uh, at this race. And Sainz did quite brilliant. Uh, he took, even took a gamble uh, near the end of the race 
because he was in track position, he was going to get some points. However, there were some cars that had pitted with better tyres that were chasing him down. He made the decision to go in, get fresh tyres, go back out. I think he'd come out in 14th place, so he was well out of those positions. And he, he wanted to have a go at attacking these cars, and he did. He did it brilliantly. Hulkenberg, the actual overtake, was, was fantastic. And if... Uh, I don't know if you'll get a chance, <laughs> or you probably won't be interested looking at the uh, looking at the face that's looking back at me. There's there's some radio messages from the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix that you can get on YouTube. If you listen to that, it's it's brilliant. Some of the stuff that was said going round, it it really is. It's fantastic. And yeah, I think the the only thing I've left to say, Nico Hulkenberg is leaving the sport again. He had a fantastic radio message on on the same thing. It's sad to see him go. I'd like to see him race again, but whether or not we'll get that, I don't know. And Kubitzer as well, it wasn't the, the fairy tale that it should have been. He, he was tipped to be a future world champion. He did have a horror crash. Was, I think it was eight, roughly eight years that he was out of the sport. He's tried to come back. It's not worked out for him at all. It's a shame. And I, I wish them both the best for, for whatever they're going to do from here. So if we've got any listeners that didn't fall asleep during that, um, do you want to explain why sixth place is so important? Oh no, I said it, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't an extraordinary achievement. It is in a sense, but it's not like it's not anything mega. Because sixth place should really have gone to. They should have got Europe, shouldn't they? It. I'm just going to breeze past that. What <laughs> sixth place should have gone to the second Red Bull, but because they swapped drivers, if Gasly had kept that seat all season, he would more than likely have been in sixth place. But Sainz did quite well in his McLaren which isn't normally yeah. competitive well, with these sort yeah, of but teams Danny, Danny, Danny we need people to listen it's not fall good, asleep it's a good so, story. so we're going to move on the Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio uh, Andy's hoping for an easy question this week Danny now we've both seen the the question yeah. um, you asked me the other day I got it back to you in what, about five minutes it was something like that yeah, yeah bearing in mind it were over tech so you know you've got to consider my spelling and all that sort of stuff so i'd say it's pretty quick but danny do you want to give the listeners the quiz question yeah absolutely so there have been three towns and by towns i mean uh, it features in the name of the actual football team that have played in the premier league can you name all three so there's been three teams that have played in the premier league all with the name town in them can you name all three of them and they hope that's easy enough for you. Danny, I'm not going to go for it yet. I'm going to save it. Um, Brighouse are playing Pontefract Colliers this weekend at home, which is a huge game for Brighouse. Uh, last year, Brighouse beat them in a playoff final for them not to get promoted. But Pontefract could if they'd won that game. So I'll explain a little bit to everybody what that meant so in terms of last year last season the FA decided that they wanted to have a restructure of all the non-leagues because there were so many different leagues on the same sort of step level but they were reducing leagues and changing leagues so only I think it was I think there were seven leagues going into four therefore there were only a certain amount of places up for grabs in getting promotion the way that you got promotion was either getting promoted automatically or the playoffs, but that didn't guarantee, and he's already got a question and answering by the way, uh, so we'll come back to that, 
The only way you guarantee your promotion is if you had enough points. So you can win automatic promotion, but in the same league equivalent, you might not get promoted if the playoff winner in the other league won the playoff but has more points. Are you with me? Uh, yeah, to an extent. To yeah. an extent. It's very, very confusing, isn't it? Yeah. But the more points you earn throughout the season put you in a better chance of being promoted if you won promotion. Right, okay. So basically, it was a pointless season. Yeah. There was no point in any of them teams trying to get promotion because Brighouse Town had a decent season. They had a very good season last year, sorry. They finished in the playoffs. Okay, they missed on automatic. They could have they could have been up there, and in my opinion, probably should have been. Um, lost a few games here and there that they shouldn't have lost, but they put themselves in a great position to in the playoffs. They beat Sheffield FC, the oldest club in the world, in these playoffs. They find themselves in the playoff final, which was played at Pontefract, due to them finishing higher in the league uh, and winning their 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 game against Osset United. Pontefract had, I think they had off the top of my mind, maybe 10 more points in Brighouse at the end of the season. They were actually very close to automatic promotion. Now, the gap in that sort of left Brighouse a little bit further down the pecking order in terms of playoffs and promotion, even around other clubs in the same sort of leagues. Because of this, just go with me, guys. Just go with me. I know it's very confusing, but Pontefract had enough points to get promoted and go promoted. Brighouse didn't, although Brighouse were told otherwise. Brighouse went over there, played absolutely brilliantly. I watched the game. It was fantastic. Absolute scenes at the end of the game. Brighouse beat Pontefract comfortably and won the playoff final and got promoted. But then they didn't get promoted because they didn't have enough points pointless season what is the point in having playoffs and promotion if you can't go up so this is a bit of a rivalry there were a lot of board members from Pontefract fans and players saying why couldn't you have just let us win to get promoted that's not the point no it's not that's That's not sport you go there to win and Brighouse were they were very proud of themselves I was very proud of them did very well so you could say it's actually a bit of a derby is this game because Pontefract weren't happy with Brighouse going to their backyard and beating them when they had a chance to get promoted so it's going to be an interesting one Um, I believe Kurt Harris is back as well who will be joining us next week for an interview. He will be in the studio, so I'm really looking forward to that, as is Danny. Um, so, yeah, big game for them. Big game for them. Um, as Brighouse are pushing up the tail as well. It's it's a game that they can win, especially at home. Mm. Uh, Liversidge have got two games this week coming up, Danny. Uh, they play away at Arvesley Rec, which is in Barnsley. Uh, I think that's a winnable game for me. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, they've they've got to get some form back, and I think that game there is definitely something they want to be looking at, picking up some points and definitely getting some goals because the game on Tuesday mm. is at home to Yorkshire Amateurs, who we've spoke about before, and they are a good side of the lead side. They've got uh, some backing behind them, haven't they? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think the the game on Saturday. Yes. That if you win that, you go 
into a game at home against Yorkshire Amateur with a bit more swagger. Of course you do. A bit more confidence. And I think they'll they'll need that coming up against such a team. Yeah, I think they will need that bit of extra confidence because I think it was it last time out they lost to Hemsworth. Uh, or recently they have. Uh, I think so, yeah. But, recent, but recently they have, which was a game they'd have probably wanted to win, but unfortunately they didn't. So if they can get that bit of confidence on Saturday then they'll be able to take that into Tuesday night, which is a really important game. And Halifax. <laughs> now, we've got this fixture on quite a few times, haven't we, so far this season for <laughs> Halifax? Yeah. But I believe <laughs> they are playing away at Yeovil. That we've done our thing separately this week, and I have that as well. Oh, so, yes. So we're both culpable this week for the for the fixture list if it turns out to be wrong <laughs> well i'm glad we're going to be on the same boat for that one um tough trip away absolutely yeovil in this league because they are a former football league side they are going to be difficult not they, just a former football league side as well danny sorry to cut you oh, off no, but it wasn't a few years ago that they were actually in the championship yeah good point they were actually as well the they are a team in somewhat a bit of a free fall. Oh, very massive free fall. I'm thinking this is where they are going to stabilise. and they, Well, they're certainly going to be wanting to get straight back up into the football league because they've spent so much time there, they probably do feel like that is where they belong. And I think it'd be kind of hard to argue with them. I mean, there are other teams that you can look at in the league that, that probably... Oh well, I don't want to say deserve, but probably feel maybe is their right to have that status ahead of Yeovil. But yeah. Yeovil won't be thinking that. No, Yeovil won't be thinking that, and the, you would like to think, and I, I'd imagine Yeovil like to think that they are one of the bigger teams in the conference. Oh, they certainly are, yeah. But at the minute, Halifax Town are a big side in there themselves. Oh yeah, purely through points total. Points total, point absolutely. I mean, the the last couple of fixtures, um, we were expecting more for them. Mm. weren't we yeah but they seem to be sort of steadying out a little bit now uh, would you agree to to an extent yeah because they went on a good run at the beginning of the year they sort of uh, fell off form a little bit but then they seemed to get straight back into it maybe had two or three weeks where the minds just went or something like that but then they they got straight back on it and I think the, the one of the slip ups was against Yeovil in, in that little run yes but they got back on the the beat teams that were in and around them as well. But they seem to have fallen off of that. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know what's gone on. Um, but I think the the two games that they had recently, both draws. Yes, yes, both draws and and a, and a decent draw to be fair away at Harrogate. Away at Harrogate's a, a brilliant draw for them. But I think at the same time it depends on of sort of how optimistic you are maybe as a Halifax fan maybe they could have taken four points from those yeah, games yeah I think well they were in the lead weren't they against they were Harrogate. but not, not necessarily talking about Harrogate maybe no. Eastley at home they yeah, could Eastley have been thinking oh well, we can snatch that yeah we, we, we probably have a good shout of that Harrogate away anything's a bonus probably at that situation probably 85 minutes they're probably thinking yeah this is probably probably a good three points if we can take this absolutely yeah Danny I agree with that do, do you think the week off that they had last week is going to help them prepare for this game at Yeovil away? I'd like to think so because it is a long trip for them and I think we've, we've spoken about this before I think when they've played Dover away the, the kind of effect that such a long trip's going to have uh, for this sort of team with them being in the, the conference not have a massive budget flights are incredibly unlikely at that level so it's a, it's a bust down 
um, or maybe a train down if they're feeling a bit flush. <laughs> if they're feeling a bit flush. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I, I, I don't know, it's probably going to be the same day. So to get off that coach, get running about, getting warmed up enough to be in such a competitive fixture is going to be crucial for them. I mean, they've, they've done it before. Uh, they've travelled a long distance and got a good result. I, I, I don't know where it's going to fall because I think this is a Yeovil is a tougher prospect than maybe the first before away. So I think this is this is definitely a test to see what kind of metal that this uh, that this Halifax team has going forward. Do you think the breaks come at the wrong time though, just because of the two games that they had before? You got two draws, Eastleigh and, and Harrogate. And they, you know. That seemed to just steady them out a bit. So, as yeah. the as the break come at the wrong time, I think it depends on what the feeling is. Do you think they've got the a chance? Do you think they had a chance to regroup a little bit more last weekend? Um, I by would not, say by so not be, being together. Um, maybe I think it's the the disappointment of of losing the lead so late on against Harrogate. I think that's something that they need to overcome. How best to do that? I'm not 100 percent sure. I think they'll have they'll have worked on that in one way or the other. Go away, get it out of your minds, or come in first thing Monday for a bit of training. Don't matter that it's the, that it's a, a game week or in this case not a game week. We don't have one, but I still want you there Monday. Well, not Monday. It'll be Wednesday, won't it? Because you're a Tuesday night fixture. Wednesday morning we go as normal. It, it depends on what was maybe felt as the right uh, solution for that situation. I also think with that question that I've asked you, it's quite a tough one because we can always guesstimate what's going to happen, but we can only tell after the game on Saturday whether that break came at the right or the wrong time. Yeah, certainly, yeah. I'd like to think it came at a good time for yeah. Halifax, um, recuperate, rest up get themselves sorted and have a really good game plan for this game at Yeovil but who knows we will have to see about that and Bradford City they take on Newport at home I don't know whether this this game is one that Bradford want to be really picking up three points I mean every week every team wants to pick up three points but sometimes you get that feeling where you need it you need to pick up three points here yeah, and I think with Newport being a team in and around them, this is this is a statement as well. If they win this one, it's a statement of of their intent going forward. Yeah, because Newport since coming into the football league, they've they've become a steady League Two side, and they've also had some decent runs in the FA Cup. So they're no they're no pushovers, they're no pushovers, and they want to be getting up the football league as quickly as they can, and they're going the right way about it. But Bradford need to stop it. Oh yeah. De- definitely, it's 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 a run that, yeah, it, it's great from a Newport perspective, but it's dangerous, obviously, from a Bradford perspective. This is one of those games. It's it, in a sense a cup game uh, at this level for for a team like Newport going to Bradford because we've we've talked about it before. Yeah, Bradford are quite easily a League One side. Oh, they, easily. They, they shouldn't be any lower, and they should be probably looking up. Uh, as, as best they can they so, want to be looking at going high as they can don't they yeah definitely and I think this has a bit of a cup game feel about it for Newport even though New, Newport are in the position that they're in on merit it's still an away day to a big team for that division like Bradford well this is the thing that we, we have said it before though haven't we Danny yeah. in recent weeks that Bradford because of the club that they are the stadium that they've got it's a huge game any team that goes out it's a huge game in terms of if 
you know, Leeds United have drawn Arsenal away in the FA Cup. That is a big game for them yeah. because it's a it's a bigger ground. Yeah. Um, it happens in, in our league as well in the Championship. Oh yeah, Luton going to bigger teams and things like that and bigger bigger stadiums. Like any team going to Ellen Road. Oh yeah, they up the game because it's Ellen Road yeah. or the Riverside at Middlesbrough. Yeah, these sort of teams you've got to up your game from because they're on a it, they look as if they're on a bigger stage than you. Yeah. and you want to try a lot harder to, to take that off them yeah. and that's what happens with Bradford most weeks I, I don't give them the greatest credit I give them quite a lot of stick Yeah, because I believe they should be higher than what they are um, I don't know score wise yet and I know we'll come on to it but yeah. um, Bradford for me really needs to pick up more points drawing against Macclesfield away is just not good enough for me Nah, it, it were a game that they, they should have been looking to win, to be fair. I think they went 1-0 down. Did I well did, to come back into it, but the penalty that The penalty that gave away was awful, awful tackle. Did you see it? Uh, I've not actually. It not. was horrendous. Like, not in terms of, oh, you're a really bad challenge, you could have done his career in sort of thing. It was just, timing was just ah, terrible. I get what you mean. Yeah. It was almost comical. Honestly, it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, gone into the box, guy slid across, ball's gone past him, and he's still sliding and just left his legs in there, and the guy just clattered over him. Just hilarious. Yeah. Modern day football is just brilliant, but it was. Why making decisions like that? You know, I don't know if this is a case of because players are young or, or, or can't be bothered or what, but it was just a horrendous, horrendous penalty to give away. Want the bad? It wasn't a bad challenge. No. It was just the timing was all wrong, and to give away a penalty like that was just honestly, it was comical. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Now, it's the big one. It is. It is the big one. Huddersfield Town tomorrow. In an early kickoff, host Leeds United. I'm excited for this one, Danny. One of them reasons why I'm excited because I am commentating on it tomorrow. So anybody that's listening now, make sure you do tune in tomorrow to listen to me and Steve Makinson. We'll probably be going live around about twenty-five past twelve at the stadium, and I believe Mike. Well, both Mike's will be here in the studio from twelve, uh, from what I'm aware. But I will be commentating live on that tomorrow. So. Please do join in. Massive game in terms of rivalry, in terms of league table. Would you say it's much of a big game? <laughs> league, league table, I think both teams have other things to focus on. However, it, it still needs to be to be won by both sides. Leeds to carry on the march and Huddersfield to, to get themselves out of the, the danger that fair enough they're out of at the moment but they're still going to be looking down the table well they're out of it for now but losing 5-2 last week is just not good enough no it, that's horrendous it, a, a level like this as well definitely don't matter whether you're home or away it's very very poor now we know that Huddersfield Town are, they're struggling with injuries which has seen them recall four players back today I can't see any of these players to be fair coming into the side no Apparently, um, Huddersfield Town manager Danny Cowley, I know today in his press conference he's spoke about young players having a go, 
but apparently I was speaking to Zach Wood earlier, who's another commentator for Huddersfield Town, and he said to me that Danny Cowley has come out and said that any player that doesn't want to play for Huddersfield will not play for Huddersfield now. Oh, good. I, I think that's what quite a lot of the fans have been calling for recently as well. I've seen it on a few forums and such where they've, they've sort of said, oh, this player and, and this player, they, they don't want to play for the shirt, get rid January's coming up, get them sold. You know, we'll, if we can get X amount of money for them, we'll take that. I'll drive them to airport. The, the standard. There's of, a few of, of them. What you get. There's a few. So, I drive a few to the airport as well. I'd, I, I'd, I want to know your list. <laughs> what well, oh, my list? Your list. Who would you drive to airport? Um, I well, I know the one that's going to be on yours. It is not going. It's not going to be on mine. Let's I, just I just give like your it. list. My my list, and I've I've said this for quite a while. I think Steve Mounier for the for the same reason that uh, I think Billin went in the summer. Billin Billin is a is a good talent. Is a brilliant player, but he didn't want to play for Huddersfield Town. And well, I think Mounier is exactly the same. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't not, not as good of a talent as, as say, Billin, wait, say, but. He's got it in his locker, but he just doesn't. He just doesn't want to put it on and play Billing, for his field. Billing has started getting some critics. Yeah, is it critics or critiques? Uh, critics. Yeah. Critics. There's a few Bournemouth fans, yeah. quite a lot of Bournemouth fans, who are uh, starting not to like him. Yeah. For same reasons why Huddersfield Town fans start not to like mm. him, laziness. Yeah, I think it might be that. He, Maybe he's still living on the the reputation that he had as a youth player. Well, no, because it's, in, it's a new start for him there, and all the Bournemouth fans liked him when he first got there. We we're putting in great performances. Hmm. He's just started dropping off again, and Bournemouth fans aren't liking him. Anyway, carrying on with your list. Um, <laughs> so you got Steve Mooney. <laughs> you've, put, you've really put me on yeah, the spot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it might be a bit unfair, maybe because he's out for quite a while. But Elphick, I mean, I like him. He's a good defender, but I, I think. Is is not what Huddersfield Town need. I mean, he is on the shelf anyway, so they won't be able to sort of offload him. Um, he has got a lot of experience. He has got a lot of good points, but it, it doesn't. For me, he doesn't fit into into the team right well. I sort of like Elphick for his experience. Yeah. He makes mistakes and he does silly stuff, but I think he's one of them players that was brought in as a backup to be around the squad for the experience. Yeah. It just hasn't turned out that way because of Congolo. Um Mike has put totally agree with you there, Danny. Yeah. Um anyone else on your list? I I think there's a case for Hadajanai as well, but it seems that they're gonna try and change something around for him, uh at Huddersfield Town. So I think they either need to, to play him and test him in like a right wing capacity because he's not a right back. I think if we're going to keep, if they're going to keep him as a right back, no, just just get rid. Yeah. But if they are going to play him as a right winger, they're going to have to give it a go and see whether or not he's worth keeping. Hmm. Uh, it's he's done well for Kosovo, but that's different. It's totally different. Totally different to to club level and, and international level. So they need to play him. They need to try him. They need to see where he is. If he's not good enough, out you go. Um, Kachunga, I think, is going to come up from your side, so <laughs> I'm going to address it now. I'm still not sure. I think he just... I, I can't say that he needs more time. He, he is somewhat living off of a reputation from when Huddersfield Town got promoted to the Premier League. Uh, I, I will admit that that's that's fair enough. 
I think he does offer something, but he, he needs to find it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to find it again, and I don't Three know where he's going to find found it. it. Yeah, I, know, found it. I know, but I, I like him. I personally do like him, uh, and I think that's why I'd probably struggle. I mean, I'd, I'd offer him a lift. <laughs> if if he happens to be going that way, you know, with his bag and that, so, yeah, yeah, mate, I'll take it to airport. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyone else, Danny? I can't think of many more, but I think you'll probably start a list, and I'll maybe be able to jump in and go, oh yeah, I probably would for him. Well. <laughs> um, Andy's put Mooney, Flo, Kachunga, and Congolo. Unfortunately, I like Terry Congolo. Um, yeah, list. Mooney needs to go. Waste of space. Hmm. Absolute waste of space. I don't don't see the point in him. Um, and I said this in pre-season, in his first pre-season, when playing a friendly at Barnsley, yes, he scored a goal that day, but he got bullied and was out of the game for about 60 minutes. That's embarrassing. Um, he's big, he's, well, he looks strong, mm. he looks athletic, but he can't run, he can't use his strength, and he likes the ball right plunk, on his head so he doesn't like to move so he's lazy yeah. and I think he got too big for his boots and the worst thing that ever happened to him was scoring two goals against Crystal Palace <laughs> on his Premier League debut he just needs to go yeah just it's just not good enough and if if you think you're a Premier League player or a European player and you can't get into a championship squad over a 21 22 year old striker who's been playing non-league and league one football you need to go yeah you need to look at yourself in the mirror and think, hold on a minute, I need to sort myself out. Yeah. Flo had you deny. Waste of space. Yeah. I could flick him in and fall over. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't fall over and breeze. You've got to be more physical. Okay, he's got a bit of pace. And I thought at the beginning of this season, he wasn't doing too bad. Uh, in his first year, he did a job. Second year, he needed to go. It was just not good enough. Um, Fulham. Are interested. Uh, yeah, I did read that. And, uh, Five million others. apparently for um, Flo Hadjid and I and Atlanta and somebody else. So, yeah, I will drive both of them to the airport. Kachunga is just pointless. Uh, I think this is this is what happened with Kachunga and Mounier because you said you like Kachunga. Yeah, that's because he's good with the fans. There's that, and I do like his work rate as well. Yes, but he's... But he's actual... He's terrible. Te yeah, technical. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. He needs to go. He's just been pointless. Again, he gives away silly fouls. His touch is poor. His passing's poor. He really doesn't bring anything, anything to to the team. He just doesn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I think Pritchard wants to go, if I'm honest with you, but I don't want to see him go. No, I'd, I, I and, 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 I, and I wouldn't. I'd find his, his plane ticket and I'd rip it up and I'd keep ripping <laughs> it up. Same as I would with Congolo, but I do think he wants to go. Like I say, I was speaking to Zach Wood earlier and, and he, he says Congolo wants to go yeah. from from a bit of inside knowledge, um, which is a shame because for me, he's, he's been one of one of the best ever players I've seen in the town shirt. Yeah. Uh, that is a bold and big statement, but I just... That's how good I think he is. Yeah. Well, he is. Uh, well, he is, is a record signing as well, isn't he? He, he is. Uh, yeah. Remain, so. Um, I, I think that the reason why he wants to go is probably not a, a dislike for the town or a dislike for the team. It's he wants to be playing at the best level that he can play at, and he, he, he is worthy of a of a Premier League team. Yeah, of course he is. Um, Janino Bakuna can go for me. 
I know his recent form he's been scoring, but he is just a loose cannon. Yes, I'd he's ag- just a loose I'd agree. cannon, and I, I, I honestly don't think he's technically good enough either. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, yeah, his goal scoring form at the minute probably doesn't back what I'm saying, but he's just shocking. <laughs> he, he's his positional play, his his ability. Okay, he can look talented at times. Yeah, but it's not all the time. You've got to be consistent. Um, and Bemza, what is the point of him? Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd probably agree. What with is him. the Benza, point of him? He's making no. He no plays effect. in the development side. Yeah. Every so often, not good enough for a Belgium under twenty-one. Yeah. Belgium. And for the amount of money that will be on as well. Belgium. Because we did under twenty-one. We did see him come over. Um, Ten million. Yeah, and Ten in million. the Premier League as well. So he Ten million. He's playing in the development squad, and he played for Belgium under twenty-ones. Belgium. Worth. Are they ranked second now in the world? Oh, they're up there. They second are up there. Finished third in the World Cup, Belgium under-21 player, and he's playing in the development side. I will drive you to the airport, son. <laughs> um, Kachung, uh, not Kachung, uh, Kung, uh, Kwana. I like him. Not Kwana, yeah. I like him. I want, I, I, I want to see him back in, because he is a donkey, and he doesn't know what he's doing. But neither do the opposition. Yeah, that, that's, that's why it. he's so good. <laughs> that's why he's so good. I got the first season in the Premier League, he got the most assists in Huddersfield Town. <laughs> Didn't he? He got he the did, most assists. He did, and, and then crazy. they didn't play him. Yeah. Why? I just don't, I just don't <laughs> understand. Uh, Mike has put Kane, that's nearly a full team you want rid of. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Pretty much everyone but like Joey O'Brien, I think. Joey, Joey, Joey O'Brien. I keep calling him Joey. I don't know why. Joey O'Brien. Lewis O'Brien. You need to sort that out. I keep saying Joey O'Brien every time. Every time. So they've brought in uh, Scott Higgs come back, uh, Romani Edmonds Green, uh, is it Chaplow and another lad, unfortunately I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I don't know whether they're going to get some game time or not. No, it does seem a bit bizarre unless he's, I don't know, maybe trying to figure out these players don't want to play so maybe you might see you know we might just yeah. being dropped all together along with the rest of your list maybe and Benz is not going to sit on bench anymore and you know Chapel is going to get a shot maybe you don't know we don't know we don't know what Odyssey Town are going to line up tomorrow but in terms of Leeds we know there's going to be no Kelvin Phillips how much of a miss is he going to be that's quite that's quite a big one I think um, it's well Bielsa likes his, his starting eleven. These are these are my guys. These are going forward. So any player is going to be a big miss for Bielsa. But Phillips, he seems he seems to run quite a few of the games just on his own. The Yorkshire Pearl or the Leeds fans call him, and he, he has got some you, quality. You can see why. There's a lot of pundits and people out there calling for him to have an England call up, even though he's not playing in the Premier League. I think I've seen a couple of them as well. Yeah. Because he, he he is that good. Mm. Um, he loves Leeds Leeds boy I've mentioned this all the time um, but I really think he could be a big miss for them tomorrow yeah. but I don't think he's going to be that big of a miss that it's going to affect Leeds that no much, I, th- I think with you. Leeds can cope without him they won't want to but they can yeah they can they can they've got Pablo okay, yeah they've got other players around there I think Leeds are a very very strong side still a very strong side and I just Huddersfield really, really, really 
need to up their game if they want to get something out of this tomorrow. So we're going to wrap the football up quickly. Um, Danny, the question was, um, which three teams have played in the Premier League and all have had town in their name? Um, So Andy and Micah both put Huddersfield, Ipswich and Swindon. Um, Helen put Halifax. Helen, did you put anything else? Let's just have a quick look. You put Fleetwood. Um, Danny, can you reveal the answer, please? Absolutely. I think it was probably a bit too easy this week, but yeah, they're correct. Ipswich, Huddersfield and Swindon. Ipswich, Huddersfield and Swindon. Well done, Mike Hart. Well done, Andy. Helen, thanks for having a go. Um, Barnes, they're playing away at Cardiff. Um, Helen, I'm going to touch on it quickly because, like I say, we don't really cover them, um, but they will not beat Cardiff away. Sorry. Um, Mike Hart. Uh, Andy and Mike are in conversation so Kane wants to get rid of the total team yes uh, Andy thinks O'Brien and Grant will be safe to a side so yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> what's my view on, on heading the ball go for it players players are scared of heading the ball they need to head it a bit more often I think this stuff about concussion it's boring me now um, just head the ball it's part of the game stop stop whinging about and get on with it Danny our game I'm not going to say the, 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 the title or yeah, anything like that we're just going to go yeah, for we're it we're just going to go for it so last week's results come on I need a good one come last on. week's results it uh, well we started with Leeds versus Middlesbrough uh, we went for a 3-0 and a 2-0 uh, you went 3 I went 2 it was actually 4-0 I know so we both and get one 10 even points but at least it's 10 points yeah uh, I was worried for quite a while because I do remember it was three, three, nil, three for and I was a long sat there, time. I was head in hands. So I was just like, I don't care who scores a goal, <laughs> someone scores a goal. Um, Bristol City versus Huddersfield, we, we both got drastically wrong, right, uh, as you can imagine. Good. You went for the win, I went for the draw. Yeah, nowhere near. Nothing. Absolute demolition. So five-two was the score, and nil-nil for us. Macclesfield versus Bradford, neither of us went for a draw. It was a draw. Uh, typical. Uh, we, we went either side you went Macclesfield I went Bradford for that right, yeah. no points Workington versus Brighouse postponed, postponed so it don't matter can't do all about that Liversidge versus uh, oh Botsford Botsford Bottersford Bottersford that'll do again postponed so no points uh, and here we go Barnsley versus Hull this is so annoying because I'm watching this on Sky Sports it was 2-1-2 two, two, and so I was, was like I. yes Danny yes it's 2-1 <laughs> so was and I and then Chaplow 95th minute scores for Barnsley 3-1 I couldn't believe again, it again I was hoping for a goal either side I know just you so it were. wasn't bad uh, but yeah as you said 3-1 you went 2-1 I went one all 10 points for you no points for me so in total it wasn't a great week no not a great one but least have... for the postponement yeah postponement but I've gained a couple on you there haven't I yeah definitely yeah, 10 points up on me you got 20 I got 10 so the scores are now 370 to you and 410 to me so the past two weeks I think you've gained 10 points so yes. here we go we've Slowly. got 9 games 9 games right week. let's fly through them then Danny let's start with a big one Huddersfield versus Leeds 2 all you have gone for a two-all draw. Yeah, I've gone two-all. I am going to go for a three-one win to Leeds. Oh, interesting. I don't normally do that. Interesting. I do think the team that's in form loses this game, but yeah. I think on this occasion it's going to go with a form ball. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of last week's results. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Next one. Uh, Bradford versus Newport. Um, it's going to be Newport two-one. Ooh. I'm also going to go 2-1, but I may as well have written this in while I were Yeah, you always go 2-1 two, Bradford, two, Bradford for some reason. Yeovil versus Halifax. Uh, that is going to be 2-0 to Yeovil. 2-0 to Yeovil. I'll let you go first to the next couple. Yeah. Um, 
Yeovil versus Halifax. I'm probably going to go with the draw. I'm going to go for Ooh, a draw. Oh, draw. Interesting. Then it's Brighouse versus Pontefract. Uh, it's a difficult one. I think I'm going to go for Brighouse narrowly. I'm going to go 2 1 for them as I'm well. I'm going 3 2 for that one, if I'm honest with you, Danny. 3 2 to Brighouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is the next game Asley Rec versus Liversidge? Versus Liversidge, it is indeed. Yeah, they are from Barnsley, so it's a bit of a derby. Yeah, and I'm going to go for a good Liversidge win. Yeah. Two goals, I'm going to go 4 2. Oh, see, I was thinking 4 2, but I'm going to go 4 1. 4 1. Yeah. I'm assuming Liversidge as well. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Then on to the midweek games Leeds versus Hull. Leeds versus Hull. Yes. Uh, that's going to be Leeds 3 1. 3 1. Leeds at home, aren't they? Leeds are at home, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go something similar. I'm going to go f- I'm gonna go 3 0 to Leeds. 3 0. Uh, then it's Charlton versus Huddersfield. Charlton at home. Charlton at home, yeah. 1 um, 0 Huddersfield. 1 0 Huddersfield. I think I'm going to go for the same scoreline, but I'm going to go for a 2 1. So that's not the same scoreline, then, is it? Uh, sorry, they're like the same goal, di- <laughs> same goal difference. Oh, right, I mean, okay, sorry. right, yeah, um, yeah. Then it's Osset versus Brighouse. Oh, the derby game. Uh, who's at home? Uh, Osset is at home. Osset at home. The, is this a cup game? Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, actually. I'm just wondering. Uh, I think it might be a cup game, but I'm going to go Brighouse. You're going to go Brighouse. Yeah, Brighouse are going to beat Osset three one. Three one. I'm. Oh, I'm going to go for the draw because I think this is quite difficult. Fair uh, enough. I'll go two apiece, two apiece for that one, and then finally, Liversidge versus the Yorkshire Amateurs. Um, three all. Three all. I think that's probably yeah. a good shout. Um, I'm probably going to go for Liversidge at home. Oh, Liversidge. So I'm going to go three two just three, to two. modify yours. Just a to make bit. it a little bit. A little bit different. Yeah. And that's been as football, Danny, hasn't it? Yeah. Pretty much over and out. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. you got some F1 for us, haven't you? I've got a little bit of F1. Oh, um, it's more gossip than anything oh, else. Because so there's no more races. The season's done. F1 will return in March, but there's already... Yay! <laughs> there's already talk of what might happen in 2021. Lewis Hamilton this week has had to field uh, some questions about a potential deal with Ferrari as his contract is up at the end of next season. Um, So obviously Mercedes don't want this to happen. Ferrari have been a bit cryptic about it, but they've been saying nice things about Hamilton. And Hamilton did even say himself that it's a bit unusual that Ferrari have mentioned him at all, but for them to mention him in a good light, you know, seems a bit peculiar. So there is maybe some something there with that one so I'll have to uh, well I'll, I'll keep up to date with it and I'll let you know if I find anything else out please do <laughs> and then finally there's been a little bit of a teaser as well with Formula 1 oh, Fernando yeah. Alonso spoke about him a bit earlier on he has said op- openly you know he might be open to a return to Formula 1 in 2021 because he seems quite interested in the rule changes that are coming in for, for that season he is a top driver. He, he was absolutely brilliant uh, for the entire time that it, it was with Formula One, whether it be with a good car or a bad car. He made the bad cars look good. It was it was brilliant. So for him to potentially come back, I think he's nearly forty as well. Um, so he'll be sorry. He'll be I think he'll be thirty nine in twenty twenty one. So for him to be that old and coming coming back could be quite interesting to see what level he's going to be. So yeah, that's that's it for the Formula One. Again, I'll just keep you up to date 
every now and then yeah if there's anything going on done it I, I think as listeners do like the formula one to be fair and it's always it's always good to know where where people stand with it because you know we've got lewis hamilton who was british and yeah he's doing unbelievable things in the f1 yeah definitely. it's always nice to keep an eye on that sort yeah. of thing into because he's, he's one of his own yeah and there is also uh, there's lando norris and george russell um, who are british drivers as well and a couple of british teams such as like mclaren and um williams but there are some teams that aren't technically but they are based in britain so there's there's a lot of british things going on along with the british grand prix as well obviously we need to see if there's any yorkshire drivers don't we uh, I don't think there is. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to try find one from somewhere. Oh yeah, definitely. There'll yeah. be one somewhere. I'm sure we'll find one somewhere, yeah, yeah. won't we? The Kane Hall Sports Show with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. So there is something so. in the boxing this week. Is it's, there? It's not normally a sport that we cover. No. You may have heard some rumblings. I don't. I don't know if it's been uh, been at the top of many people's list. Um, obviously, I'm kidding. It's been a wash. Uh, on social media for the entire week, Anthony Joshua. Excuse you. Takes on Andy <laughs> Ruiz Jr. in Saudi Arabia this Saturday for the WBA, IBF, and WBO World Heavyweight titles. Uh, Joshua is hoping to regain these titles after his shock defeat by Ruiz Jr. earlier this year in New York. I also read that Joshua is expected to earn over fifty million pounds from this one fight. Incredible! I mean, I would, I would fight Joshua with both hands tied behind my back for half of that amount. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I wouldn't have a chance, obviously, but. For so, that, you're saying, for that of cash. so you're saying you'd have a chance if you didn't have your hands tied behind your back? Yeah, you know I'm saying I wouldn't have a chance at all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he would knock me clean out but I'm hoping that he'd do it early enough that I wouldn't <laughs> suffer wouldn't any lasting it. damage yeah. um, there's been the usual mind games that you get in in worlds such as boxing and MMA and, and all the like um, Ruiz Jr. wore a New York Knicks jersey this week and the, the thing behind that is Anthony Joshua um, used the home dressing room of the New York Knicks in the build up to their fight so there's there's a little bit of, a little bit of uh, I suppose gamesmanship there with that one and uh, Joshua himself seems to be quite confident. He's saying that he's uh, he's punching like a horse kicking backwards and he expects to weigh in below 17 stone, which is at least uh, nine pounds lighter than the last fight that that they had earlier this year. Do you think their mind games are? I don't know. I don't. I don't see him wearing. A home jersey for this this team being much of a a mind game. I just thought. No, I think it's just more sort of like a you know remember. I mean, he's obviously not going to forget. Is Joshua what happened the last time that these two? Well, fought. the last time they fought was it was an embarrassment for Joshua. It was certainly because I mean I remember speaking to to people. I I don't I didn't follow the boxing uh, quite as thoroughly back then and. Somebody was was telling me that you know, oh, Auntie Joshua, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to win. He's, he's fighting a plumber or something like that. It were it were quite disrespectful, disrespectful to 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 Ruiz Junior. and very much unfair when obviously you see the result and and how hard that he punches as well. So, I think it, it just well with the jersey, he just wanted to 
to remind him, basically. You know, remember what happened last time we uh, we got in the ring together. I read that um, Andy Ruiz Jr. to get the first fight, he had to direct message Eddie Hearn All right, to get okay. it done. He um, he didn't have any followers on Instagram. He wasn't Twitter verified. He was a nobody. Mm. He was a nobody. Went from that to carrying four championship belts. Um, I f- like to say I followed Joshua a bit. Mm. Um, I was a Joshua fan. Um, and then I started liking Tyson Fury a bit more. Um, I started watching Joshua in fights which were more even. And I still like him, but he can't take a punch, can't Joshua. It doesn't, doesn't he cannot take so, no. a punch. He, that is his biggest downfall. And that was first seen when he fought Dillian White. Dillian White was the first person to actually rock him and actually probably land a punch on him. And it was clear that Joshua cannot get hit. And people are going about the Klitschko fight. Yeah, Joshua's knocked down, he hit quite a bit and managed to get up. There's something else behind that. I'm really. I, there's something else behind that. If Klitschko wanted to win that fight, he would have cleaned him out. Yeah. Joshua was all over the place after he got hit. There is no way. There is no way that Joshua won that fight without something going on in the background. No. There's a lot of conspiracy in, in boxing, and I I 100% believe that there's something behind that Joshua Klitschko fight. Yeah, I, sp- I suppose in a way. I- when you look at the, the sports that there is, I suppose it's one of the easier to uh, to fix and and, and such. Um, with one guy just taking a fall, the judges score cards. I've heard quite a few times where there's been a dubious, you know, on the fence sort of judge, and it's like, well, there's a lot of dubious ones. Tyson Fury yeah. versus um, what's he called Wilder, mm. John T. Wilder, who is now at Batley Local after opening <laughs> up a takeaway shop there um, <laughs> the other week, but dubious. Scorecards. Tyson Fury clearly won that fight, yeah. and Anthony Joshua just cannot get hit. This is why he's dodging. Um, jo- this is why Joshua is dodging these fights against Wilder and Fury because he knows if he gets hit, he'll get hit, and yeah. that's it. And that's why he's also dodging another fight against uh, Dillian White, his local London rival, because he'll get hit, and he don't want to get hit. If you watch Anthony Joshua, it stays away from the opponent as much as possible he dances in and dances out and as soon as he gets hit that's it he's rocked he cannot take a punch he cannot take a punch and for him to be earning 50 million pounds for a fight like this is just ridiculous Um, I did see the weigh-ins I can't remember the exact weighs but Anthony Joshua is one of his lightest at 16 stone Um, I can't remember precisely what it is and Andy Ruiz is coming one of the third heaviest weights of all time for heavyweight boxing yeah is it actually heavier than it was in the fight earlier this year when it was of a or it seemed to be that it was a bigger build he is a big build yeah but i mean it, it was i suppose he's, he has had a transformation where he's somewhat slimmed down but it seems to be that he's got more muscle yeah and he will have done but he's still oh, still a big fella he is still a big fella um and he's put said that about joshua for years wilder will clean him out mm. Mm. Would Wilder, not 100% sure. Would Fury, yes. More than likely. Fury can take a punch, and I'd like Fury. I'd, I'd become to become a big fan of him. Um, but Joshua, if he wants anything out of this fight from Andy Ruiz, he's got to keep him at arm's length. 
You really, really has to keep an arm's length. If you were going to say, Danny, how it was going to end, because this fight is tomorrow night yeah. in Saudi Arabia, how is it going to end? I'm not 100% sure. Because the other thing at play is there's a lot of people, not necessarily in the media that I've seen, but there's a lot of people that I've been hearing where they think if Joshua fails to, to beat Ruiz Jr., that could be as good as his career being over. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case, but he's not. He's probably not going to be. They can take. I think people could take like a one-time. It's loss not going to be the case. It's not going to be the case because Eddie Hearn is a fantastic yeah. promoter, and that's why George Groves got so many chances. And George Groves was a poor fighter, yeah. in 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 my opinion. And really, Anthony Joshua should have been done after that first fight. Yeah. If he loses this one, in terms of past boxing experiences, he should be done, but he won't be no, it because won't. of the promoter that he's got. But I'm going to say, I am going to say Joshua knockout, Joshua? and I'm going to say fifth round. He's got to come out all guns fighting. Yeah. He can't last it. He doesn't have that in him, and he cannot get punched. Otherwise, his night is over, and possibly his career. Yeah. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Andy would 100% agree with what we said there. Uh, it's nearly time to wrap up, uh, but we're going to quickly go on to the darts. There's nothing this week because next week is the start, Danny. This is when Christmas begins. It's the World Championship of Darts, and I cannot wait. Down at the Alley Pally in London, 96 players competing for a total prize fund of £2.5 million. Do you know how much the winner gets? I don't Point know. 0.5. 0.5? 0.5 million. Ah, so the, the prize money is half, spread out. Yeah, spread out. Yeah. Half a million pound, which is the biggest it's ever been. Incredible. And it's the most players that's ever been in this tournament as well. I just, I honestly cannot wait. This is what Christmas is about. It's terrible, because... It is, Danny. This is what <laughs> Christmas is about. Christmas is about darts. What? <laughs> it is, honestly. Trust me, it is. And New Year's Day, same every New Year's Day. It's great. It's my auntie's birthday. I go over there to wish her happy birthday. I take over the TV. I sit on my own and I watch the final. It's just how it has to be. And if I don't get to watch the final, I'll go somewhere else because I'm watching that final. Darts is about Christmas. I, I mean, like, there's Boxing Day football and I think I don't, no. World's Strongest Man's on at no, that time. It's, it's about the dance. There's plenty. <laughs> and, there's, and, and the beginning rounds is afternoon and evening. I need to somehow manage to get away by watching afternoon sessions at work. I don't think I will, but I'm going to have to get away with it somehow because I just need to keep away. I love it. I can't wait. Obvious um, front runners, Michael Van Gerwen, he's a favourite as, as per usual. Um... I'm going to throw this one out there and someone else agrees with me in terms of people being talking Gerwin Price he's going to be someone to look forward to um, Glenn Durant is his debut in this tournament but he's had a fantastic year Rob Cross is seeded number two he's up there so we're not going to touch on it too much because it does start next Friday we've got Kurt in for an interview I've told him to gear up for his darts because we need to speak a little bit more about it but I'm just going to say now, Danny, is there anyone that you think might have that chance? I, I would agree with Gerwin Price. Uh, I have seen a few 
I've seen smatterings of tournaments recently, and it it does look good. It does look very good. It to looks be fair. really good. I, I generally think he's going to have a good chance. I mean, even a runner-up gets two hundred grand. Oof, if you get to semi-finals, it's hundred grand. Even if you if you just go there and lose the first round, it's seven and a half grand. Is, is it too late to apply? I mean, we could. No, we're not. We're not good enough. And yeah. <laughs> that brings it to wrap. Please tune in next week. We've got an interview with Kurt Aris, Brighouse Town. But up next is Simon. He's in the studio. I think he's glad.